Playing against the Winnipeg Jets, Matt Barzal took a couple of sticks up high, and Shannon Hogan of MSG asked him about it between periods. The fans are just joining for this interview, and they're looking at your lip. They're wondering what's going on, but a couple sticks up high. How do you manage that as the season goes on and, and just continue going about your business? Yeah, uh, I feel like Kylie Jenner right now. <laughs> but... No, two high sticks there. It's unfortunate. Um, so what I really love about that is the way that Shannon Hogan just, she cannot contain herself. Like, she giggles <laughs> through the whole interview because he just, he he hit the funny bone there with that little crack about Kylie Jenner. Really good stuff there by by the comedy stylings of Matt Barzal. Yes, which we don't see very often on, on the record. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to talk to him a few years when he was here, and he was very serious when you were on the record. But you get him off the record, and you're just hanging out, that, that's his personality. Yeah, He's always true. joking around. I don't. I think he said that like not even realizing how like ridiculous he was being. He's like, yeah, I kind of feel like <laughs> Kylie Jenner. But he's got a really straight face, right? And then, his, if you haven't seen it, his lips are very swollen. Yes, because he took a couple of high sticks. Yes, correct. That's good context. <laughs> <laughs> People are wondering. I haven't seen it. Wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was a little confused by it though too because I just always thought that Kim Kardashian of that family. I thought that she was the one with the most plastic face, but. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Is, is Kylie Jenner? I mean, that's a Jenner, but they're all right. the Kardashians, right? Yeah, they're all. Well, hard I, to keep track uh, of. I don't really watch every Man. episode per se. <laughs> I am so not. Like, I think that's what this whole episode should be about. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely one of the people that you have to keep up with when you're keeping up with Kardashians is Kylie Jenner. Oh, so. my Sound of Hockey episode 57. We are calling this one, ready for it? I'm ready. The David Perron episode. Oh, everybody's favorite. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the NHL's favorite journeyman. He has played on a lot of teams, I feel. And it seems like every year you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's still in the league, <laughs> yep. right? In fact, I asked that question. Like, is that guy still playing? Yeah. But he, I didn't, didn't he win the Stanley Cup last year with the Blues? I'm pretty sure he did. Did the Blues win the Cup last they year? They did. Oh, yep. weird. Yeah, he's back on the Blues. I'm pretty sure it's like his ninth stint with the Blues, based <laughs> on what I can recall. He, he also played in the Stanley Cup final with Vegas right. the year before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah good so, call. So pretty much if you pick up David Perron, you're almost guaranteed at this point to go to the Cup finals. So Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David Perron episode. Uh, welcome to Sound of Hockey. I'm Darren Brown, a.k.a. at Darren Fun Brown on Twitter. Joined, as always, by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on the Twitter. And John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. I'm NHL2Seattle on the Twitter. We are going to just dive right into it. What do you think about that? I'm not going to talk about reviews because we didn't have one come in. Uh, what? What? We were at such a roll. Well, I know. So here's what I think happened. Okay, we're going to talk about reviews. (laughs) What I think happened is we put that challenge on the listeners to get us to 100 reviews, and then it happened, like, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, they all felt like they could rest on their laurels, right? Like, they don't need to continue to pump those reviews in anymore because we did what we were supposed to do. Everyone just shook hands and and moved on. Well, I would ask this of our listeners. If your hockey team goes up 2-0 in the first period, is that it? You just pack it in or do you keep playing? That's right. That is the most. Put for another goal. 100 reviews is the most dangerous amount of reviews (laughs) in hockey. That's right. As they say. No resting on our laurels. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that's saying. And we do have a special thing. Still, We still are going to do our special thing. Yes, special thing. Still coming. Uh, We are coming to you from Bardown Studios in Seattle. And speaking of Seattle, we have a little bit of Seattle news. Let's kick it over to the man behind the account of NHL 2 Seattle, Mr. John Barr. What do we have happening this week, John? Well, before you shoot the messenger here, Uh um, keep in mind this is coming from the official 
NHL Seattle site. Uh huh. They actually announced that club seat selection will begin in October. Okay. So, but the big news is the prices around those club seats. Okay. Um, so, which are uh, low. Yeah. Do I, I can afford it by what's in my couch. <laughs> so, club seat pricing, club seat only, uh-huh. ranges from two eighty five to three fifty five per seat. Okay, that's yeah. not inexpensive. <laughs> yeah, and then extrapolate that across forty four home games, and, and it's a three year yeah. commitment too, right? Mm-hmm. Three, five, or seven year commitment, okay. actually, Andy. Yeah. Now, if you have an account. If you're on the list, you should definitely get your information from your quote-unquote account manager that should be contacting you. So don't take whatever I say as gospel, but I'm telling you what I've seen on the site. Right. So there's going to be a kind of a private club set up, and I don't know if you've been to rinks lately, but there's a lot of those going on in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it'll be super nice. Um, there's parking if you get four seats. Again, there, there's the multi-year commitment. And then people who aren't in that price range want to know what else is going on sale. And, they, and they've they've said that general admission or kind of the non-club seats will go on sale in early 2019. Or okay. excuse me, early 2020. Okay. So that's not the only price range that will be out there, right? We're not let's, all priced out of the building let's, yet? Let's hope not. <laughs> okay, good. And, they did say... When are they going to tell us about the tickets they're giving to us for this podcast? Yeah. When, when, do, we, when do we get... Have you heard anything? They, they didn't announce that. What? Okay. That's really weird. Uh, yeah. That's really strange. Yeah. I was expecting a press release any day, so <laughs> interesting. To be clear, we're not getting any free yeah. ones. <laughs> I, thought, I, I put it out there in the universe. You know, I'm hoping that that would. <laughs> That's one of those where, like, you know, if you, like, plant the seed inside yeah. his brain, like, when it comes time to give out free tickets, like, hey. They're like, hey, those guys. Hey, they've been <laughs> podcasting and saying all these really nice things about us for all this you know, time. So anyway, the, the league <laughs> I got more and more pathetic. Yeah. Went the team is also uh, hiring some new people. What do we have uh, going on? I saw yeah. a friend of the pod. Alex was That's sending right. some tweets Alex about it. That's right. Alex Mandricky, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. um, announced on Friday mm-hmm. that there was a couple of positions that they're hiring for. These are pretty technical positions, but there's a quantitative analyst that they're hiring, a data engineer and a developer. So you should check her Twitter account. I'm sure you can find it on, I think it's term, Team, teamwork.com. Teamwork Go search for those jobs if you're, I know there's a lot of eager technical people out there that are looking to help. Um, So go check them out. Uh, Based on the responses, she got quite a few responses, but not all of them were well-qualified individuals, Mm. clearly. So that that one guy, though, that, uh, you know, he he has, he's like 4-0, I think, in uh, GM mode. (laughs) With the Blue Jackets. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) on uh, NHL. That says a lot because it's a Blue Jackets. I like how he qualified that. Yes. Well, I like that he said, so the qualifications are obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much do I get paid? <laughs> he was pretty funny. I wonder if Wade's, like, has, have we done enough for his resume to make him a real he's got contender? Some, he's got a, I think he's got a couple more years in the basement. Yeah, before yeah. I don't, I don't think Wade's, yeah. okay. Wade's not NHL Seattle material. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not we're, yet. Yeah. we're grooming him. Yet. Okay. But the word yet. Okay. We're grooming him. Well, we once thought he wasn't NHL to Seattle material That's true. either. Look, look how and far he's come. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, I want to do a little bit of uh, minutiae. I don't know if you guys know Notice that I mentioned this. Yeah, no. Yeah. Great. Um, Great. They, they've been wait. a story. Can't they wait. they have actually been a story though, right? Yeah, hey, really good, really good one. Listen, I made the argument a long time ago that I'll try to limit my my Minnesota talk in list unless something comes up that becomes national news. This is one of those things. It became national news. Uh, so they went to national, I think their record national. was national. NHL there were some news. national people talking about there were. it. Yes. I think Wyshynski talked about it yeah. in a uh, mocking way. Correct. And Wild fans actually got really mad at him because, oh, yeah. So oh. 
basically what happened was the Wild went, I think it was like one in six was their record. Um, now they're totally doing great because they've won two games. So they're totally out they're of two and six. funk. I think they're two and six, yeah. Who, who was that seven. one win the first one against? Uh, Ottawa, and oh. then they beat Montreal. But before they beat Montreal, they lost yet again and just looked terrible. And uh, so they had like a, a closed-door meeting. And then after that closed-door meeting with, I think it was the players only, uh, Jason Zucker said in his like his media scrum that everyone needs to be better from Bruce Boudreau on down. And so that got like really blown up because it's it sounds a lot like it's a player who hasn't really delivered that much. Although he's I mean he's had a lot of scoring chances, things like that. I think he's got a couple goals in the season. Uh, but there he's essentially calling out the coach, or, or so it sounds. So there is a, a side of the campfire, so to speak, that was saying, "Oh my God, this guy needs to get traded now. He's disgruntled. You can't do that. You can't call out your coach." Uh, and then Bruce was like, "You know what?" He's kind of right, though. Like, I'd take nothing from this. I don't take any offense. Um, I don't actually think he even meant anything by it. I think he was just saying, like, hey, we're all part of this team. We're all in this together, and we all need to be better. Comically, then the following game, they come out and win, and, of course, Zucker scores the first goal. So it's like, you know, he's kind of backing up what he was saying. But but so where the national media got involved was people blowing it out of proportion and saying, wow, this is kind of crazy that a, that a guy would call out his coach like that. I also have, again, as a Wild fan, I have a really hard time blaming Bruce Boudreau. Like, the makeup of this roster is totally screwed right now. Like, they are not going to be good for many years at this point, I think, until they get the Parisian suitor contracts off of their books. I don't think they can be good. Uh, so that's even if they get a high draft pick. But um, enough minutia. But your guys' takes on this. Well, I want to wa- add one thing. Yeah, I was wondering if we, we got a chance Sorry. to get in comment. I, what? What? I, wanna, I got so excited. After that game, they had that meeting. It was a really bad game. I think it was, they, was it Montreal. I think it was Montreal for that one, too. Yeah. So we, John and I know that Darren likes sometimes watches the games delayed. Mm-hmm. So John and I were texting each other funny tweets about how bad the Wild were. Uh, and we purposely uh, weren't including Darren because we didn't want to spoil it for him. So I want to read one of my favorite ones. This is from Michael Russo. Oh, okay, okay, no, the okay, other okay, one's okay, good okay, too. Okay. <laughs> from Michael Russo who tweeted out after that game, wow. If you don't know who Michael Russo is, he, he covers the Wild for The Athletic. He's a Darren's writer, favorite right? writer of all time. Yep. He wrote, wow. I can't remember a single Wild scoring chance, by the way. <laughs> From the entire game. <laughs> yeah. Not one scoring chance. Well, and then John sent me a picture of the Evolving Wild had their heat map. Yeah. And there was like nothing on the wild yeah. side of the yeah. eyes. It was pretty like, bad. This isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on Saturday night in Hockey Night in Canada, Elliot Friedman talked about it. And he said that Zucker already like apologized and made it clear and kind of reiterated what you just said, that Berdreau took it as like, we're all in this together. Yeah. Kind of bringing them together, not breaking them apart. And he owned up to his own. And like he said, he scored the next goal. Yeah. So I think it's fine. Uh, I mean, we, well, we, it's we not fine. I mean, they're going to be good though, right? The team sucks. Like, that's, well, I know, but they're I mean, terrible. like that comment is fine. I, I, I wouldn't have made it as big of a deal as it became either. Well, I think but, but he bigger say, than he you say everybody think. from Bruce down, right? He didn't say or, just It Bruce. wasn't as big as you think. Oh, okay. Be- because the only time I heard it around the – Around the campfire, things are just Your campfire screaming. is located in Minnesota. All right, like, all right. It's I'm, very cold there. No, I'm not trying fire. to be harsh. I'm just saying it's it's confirmation bias because we surround ourselves with the same height, like sure. a bunch of Minnesota people. So, sure. like, your I don't. was probably all Minnesota people. Yes. Yeah. a lot of discussion about but this. It, but his comment, so he didn't just say Bruce Berto sucks. He, he said everybody from Bruce down, right? Yeah. So he's saying everybody. He's really yeah. calling yeah. out the whole organization. Yep. Even the equipment guy. 
Right. Yeah. Equipment guy. Yeah. Is really that lacking. guy. The third guy. Yeah, third yeah. equipment guy. He's not sharper than skates, right? Yeah. Should it, somebody should have given him a cup check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some other kind of bigger NHL news and a decent segue here. The Anaheim Ducks get off to a hot start. Now, I coincidentally remember a time when Bruce Boudreaux was the coach of the Anaheim Ducks and oh, they got yeah. off to a horrendous start and he eventually turned it around. And I think they even made the playoffs that year, which was absurd because didn't they go like 0-15 or something like that? It was a few years ago, yeah. but he, of course, then got fired at the end of the season. <laughs> so are you saying that the Wild are going to do that? Um, no, I, I, I don't think so. That just, just not to get off the minutia yet, he did quote, he did drop the St. Louis reference a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He said, hey, look, look how bad the Blues were. That's right. Why like, not us? Why not us? <laughs> but yeah, so the Ducks are off to a hot start, and suddenly the Pacific Division is looking kind of good, and I don't know if I love that. Now, the one thing about the Ducks, though, they didn't they do this last year? They started off pretty hot, and it was they did, a lot yeah. of it was John Gibson, which it is was, a right? lot of it right now is John yeah. Gibson. They're, they're, I mean, they're not like lighting it up shooting. They're right in the middle of the pack as far as like shooting percentage, so they're not, but they have like the, one of the best save percentages in the NHL right now, and that's John Gibson. Isn't Silverberg on like fire right now? Yeah. And uh, some of the rookies that I talked about, like Comtois and uh, Troy Terry and Sam Steele, they haven't done much. And that's who yeah. I expected yeah. to take a big step forward. So, mm. so yeah. can John Gibson carry them farther this year than he did last yeah. year? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So it should be interesting. I'm but again, there. there's nobody there to spell him, right? Like how much can – because Ryan Miller is the backup still, right? And he's he's and had he's, some good games. Okay. He well, honestly he's has, also yeah. 74 years old. So. Right. Right, so. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. Uh, He's probably the greatest American goalie. Would you think Ryan Miller is the greatest? American goalie? Greatest? Yeah. Isn't Jonathan greatest? Quick also an American goalie who's won He's Stanley Cups? He's certainly not the greatest. Not yeah. now, but he won two Stanley Cups. We've well, spoken ill of Jonathan Quick very know, recently. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like a week ago. Would you, no, that's a good, let's, let's like do a little American. mini pause. I don't know. Uh, I do know that Ryan Miller once had the greatest uh, goalie mask like, when he played for Michigan State. Um, that's that, well, not, that right that there. That's just the yeah. that, that argument over right there. <laughs> Done deal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mike Richter. Yeah, I mean, oh, Mike Richter. Richter is who yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. I think of Miller in the Olympics, though. Okay, right. So, but in the NHL, like he hasn't done that much. Well, like, he was with Buffalo. He was do really good. No, Buffalo. I know he was really good, but like he hasn't won a cup, right? And like or I think much playoffs. to be the best of anything in hockey, I think you kind of have to win a cup. I don't know if I agree with that, mm. but. Do you think Henrik Lundqvist is going to go down as one of the best goalies ever? One of the best goalies ever to not win a cup. Like, there will be like an I, asterisk. But he did one thing that Miller. I don't hasn't, think there will he, be. An he asterisk. got to a, he got to the final one time too. Which yeah, Miller hasn't. That's true. Also, if we're thinking that Henrik Lundqvist is American, we are sorely mistaken. <laughs> I know that. I know okay. that. Oh, no, he I wasn't that. saying that. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. He was trying to draw comparison to the not winning the cup. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, well, we'll workshop it. We'll put a pin in that. Maybe we'll circle back at some point. Actually, we should ask our listeners okay. who they think is the best American goalie. Okay, good. I got Richter. I'm going with Richter. You called it? Yeah. <laughs> Dibs on Richter. Uh, also, so remember we talked about this Drew Doughty, Matthew Kachuk rivalry that's been... And that was put to bed last week. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. They were hugging yeah. each other. Yeah. Water under the bridge the or whatever. Fest. Yeah. So Doughty throws a hip check because they play each other this past week. Doughty throws a hip check on Canuck like a... Canuck, Kachuk, <laughs> like a real classic, just over the top of his hips kind of a thing into the boards. And Kachuk gets up swinging, and this huge, huge brawl ensues. Giordano comes flying in. Giordano. Off the top shelf. Exactly. Top he, the top shelf. Well, yeah. He really did look like a, like a luchador, like coming in with like a <laughs> – it was crazy. He flew in. I don't know who he hit, but man. Whoever was standing there, he hit. Yeah. Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> that, was, that was so awesome. It was pretty awesome. good. I don't know about fighting or whatever, but you want to see, 
I think you want to see some hatred. I don't know if that was technically a fight. There was no, no really fighting there. there. It was just a lot of like, yeah. knocking people over. Man, it was it was something to behold. It was it was good well, stuff. I like this rivalry. I know that you mentioned you don't like Dowdy very much. I don't part- particularly like him that much either. I actually think he's going to have kind of a negative impact on his team long term because of that contract that yeah, they signed him point. to. But at least he's doing something. Like they, he's they, stirring they, the pot. They've turned the, the Flames Kings matchups into much watch hockey. Yes, you wouldn't think would be. But I'm, I'm loving Matthew Kachuk too. He right? just like, care. Oh man, and he's just like, yeah, I don't give a crap. He knows. He knows, he knows what he's doing. So interesting though. Dowdy was on uh, Sportsnet, the Hockey Night in Canada after hour interview that they do after the game, and they asked him a little bit about it, and you know, he said, yeah, whatever. He said, but he said it's not even it's not even my most heated rival that I have. Oh, and they're like, who's that? He said, Joe Thornton. Oh, really? Is there a bad beef with him and Joe Thornton? I know that's a rivalry. I don't remember him them going at it, but that's the name he mentioned. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know. I mean, mm. Joe's Thornton can be a little dirty. Yeah, he likes to. He yeah. likes to. He likes to stir the pot. So uh, related to this Giordano kind of high flying off the top rope <laughs> uh, to save his buddy, do a YouTube search on ML. It's an MLB clip, but it's with Ozzy Smith and Candy Malnado. Okay, and Will Clark's involved as well. Okay, but it it. Looked almost identical to that in baseball. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but Fine. do it. Do a quick search. It's pretty enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I just I love it. I just I love this kind of stuff. I really do. Again, we see it with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Sharks, and we've talked yep. about that a lot. But this this kind of stuff is what makes hockey. If so only great. the Kings were good enough to get the playoffs. We, yeah. we need a Flames Kings playoff series now. Too bad, because uh, they are not. The, <laughs> another thing. Sorry, LA fans. Yeah. Another thing that was kind of big news, and this is sad stuff, but there is a huge tornado that went through the Dallas area. Interestingly, Tyler Sagan had his house pretty much destroyed, although. Uh, he doesn't live there anymore. It's a house that he's in the process of selling. But their netminder, Ben Bishop, their house was, it sounds like it was pretty severely damaged. So they can't live there anymore, at least for now. Um, and so he's suddenly moved in with uh, with Jamie Ben's family. So him and his wife and kids. So weird, weird and scary situation there. And obviously these guys have tons of resources, but there are probably a lot of people in Dallas that don't have these kinds of resources. Yeah. So um, makes you... Makes you just think about the people out there and hope everybody's staying safe. But um, scary thing. And then finally, the other thing we want to talk about. Uh, this is kind of late breaking news. Miko Rantanen. Just before we started uh, recording tonight, there's a clip of him. Whoa, twisting his ankle. Yeah, look bad. In a very painful looking way that your foot is not supposed to <laughs> not supposed to turn. And it was weird because he was just kind of skating in space. Like it didn't seem like anybody hit him or anything like that. He just like caught the inside edge of his skate. And his foot did like almost a 180 degree turn. It was looked really yeah, ugly. They were so. in St. Louis tonight playing, yeah. the, playing the Blues. As of right now, we don't know what the prognosis is, no. but we'll find out. I'm sure by the time this is by the time you hear this, so. you'll know. If you yeah, uh, but kind of a scary thing there. Uh, but that's kind of the the bigger NHL stuff that I wanted to talk about before we got into segments. And we are very segment heavy today. By the way, we're gonna do some segments. <laughs> segments. <laughs> yeah. Remember a couple weeks ago we did that quiz. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I didn't know if you were talking to us or the listeners. So John wants to do another one. And I was thinking that if we're going to do quizzes like somewhat regularly, Uh-oh. we should probably come up with a name for it. So mine that I came up with, and again, you know, we can workshop this. I thought we should call it Let's Get Quizzical. I'm in. It's so bad. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, let the you, listeners decide. You ha- listen, you can, before the next one, you just have to come up with a better idea than let's get quizzical. Or, or find a good one from the L- listener. listeners. please help us out. Man. <laughs> John doesn't like it. What do you have, John? I know that you're you're just chomping at the bit here to, well, to get uh, quizzical. The news story was Victor Mete scored his first NHL goal. Okay. And 
What's special about Victor Mete is... I thought it was pronounced meat. <laughs> no. Could be. All right. Are we going to continue? <laughs> yeah, no, continue. Okay. Wait, so is, is this the quiz? How to pronounce this, the name? This was in his 127th regular season game. Um, he scored a goal for the Montreal Canadiens. And this is a Canadian record for how long Long it took him. Not the longest streak to start a career. Oh, okay. Without scoring a goal. That's right. Okay. So Victor Mete is is actually a 2016 draft pick. And why he's special, because I've been tracking him because he played World Juniors in 2016 as well. And he actually went right to the NHL right after his draft year as a fourth round draft pick. And that's extremely rare. Um, so he was in the league at 18 and played 50 games that Usually year. Usually reserved for like the top two yeah. or three picks. So in comparison, right now for the 2019 NHL draft, only five people have played – five players from the 2019 draft have played NHL games this year. Mm-hmm. So Hughes, Capo, and then a couple others that – and Doc just got Doc his – just played one. Um, but it's really rare, particularly for a fourth rounder. My quiz. Okay. This is going to be really hard. This if you feels play like along. it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we, we were a little too successful last time. <laughs> yeah. So, so up the here's the deal. Yeah. The, the quiz is going to be which players from that 2016 draft Ugh. have played more games – than Victor Mete. And he is 13th from that draft. Okay. So I think we could do it where it's a, a round robin. Like Andy goes, then you go. Then Who's played more goes. games than him? Yeah. And you get, let's say you get one strike. So you Do get I get two. to go first? But I want to I give you. 2016 draft. Yeah. I want to give you the first overall to kind of give oh. you some context. Is that one of the guys? Yes. The first overall? Yes. That, But it's just That's to give you. going to guess. It gives you context for okay. that draft right, and then you it. can start to fill go your for it. So it's the Austin Matthews draft. Right. Okay. So Patrick Liney. See, that was the second one. Okay. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> those, I, those are the two names that I had in my head. All right. Andy? <laughs> well, I was going to name those two guys. Yeah. Uh, 2016 draft. Uh, um, um, Ajo. Special Ajo. That is not correct. Oh. Yeah. That's one, oh, he was 2015. One strike he for one strike for Andy Eide. That's right. He was 15. Um, I feel like I'm going to start naming guys, and I'm not going to have the correct draft because I'm not that good at remembering who went in which year. In which year? There's there's how many here? There's 12, 12? in front of them. We've named three. Between Austin Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but there's We're right there's on the a, road. There's a couple that you should be able to get. Bo Horvat. No, he's older than that. He's way yeah. older. Than um, Brock Besser. No, fifteen. No, he, he's he a fifteen. Right? He was a fifteen. Games either. Oh man, I don't know. Give, all right, I need hints. Okay, so going into the draft, mm-hmm. Braden Point, Nolan Patrick. No hints. Okay, so going into the draft, they did not anticipate uh, a Canadian drafted in the top three picks. But a Canadian did go in the top three picks. So that to which team? I can't tell. That, you that. gives it away. Yeah. What year did uh, we've talked about? What year did Kachuk get drafted? Did which, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. Hey. I, said, I said it before he did. No, I, I said, said the full name. <laughs> I totally said it for a full name. All right. What's your next hint? I need to get one now. Because so, what's the score? Do we have a score? I think it's one to one. Right. One to one. Okay. Well, you you stole Patrick Liney from me. I don't know why we determined Darren was going to go first. I got it. I said it. I had Matthews and Liney. Then John's like, "Well, no, we can't do Matthews. That's the first pick. Uh-huh. He gave it to us." <laughs> Listen, how about if we just stop complaining and do the quiz? How about that? Huh? I don't know. It's kind of fun to complain. All right. What's your What's your next hint? I need another hint. So where are we at? With oh, the, the Canadian one? thing. We yeah. haven't answered that one yet. It was a Canadian player, right? That's right. Okay. Canadian player went number three. Chuck, Chuck's not Canadian. And he's played a lot of games. Well, at least a couple of years worth. What conference is he in? Metropolitan. That's a division. Okay. That was more specific than I asked. I'll take it. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna help. Ooh, Pierre Luc Dubois. There you oh. go. Okay, two okay. to one. I don't know that I would have got that. Just want to point that out. Two okay, to one. So a Canadian was not supposed to go number three. Mm-hmm. But he did. But he did. So who That's... was supposed to go number three? Oh. Ooh. Somebody fell. And we've talked about him quite Tonight. a bit on the pod. Not yeah. not a whole lot, but quite a bit. Who we talked about? That's like a young player. A lot. You want a you want a really big hint? Yes. He's not in the NHL right now. Oh, oh Pulavari. Yeah, that's right. Ha! <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's, a, that's a trick question. Okay. 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 The next one, not necessarily in order, mm-hmm. but he's short. He's short. He's Brain short. Point. No, that's I said that one, and I didn't yeah. get a. Yeah, he was fifteen, I think. Uh, he's oh, short. He, he was first round either. So he's not tall. <laughs> that's what you're saying. He's small in stature. Martin Saint Louis. Yes, that's what it is. No. Theo Fleury. <laughs> Just name it short, guys. All right, here's another another hint. Okay. Two of them played for Colorado last year. Two, Two of them. Played. Kale McCarr? No. Miko Rantanen. He's a rookie last Miko year. Miko Rantanen. No, not Rantanen. <sighs> played for Colorado last Sam year. Sam Girard. But don't play Sam for Sam Oh, there we go. So he was throwing me off. I, I was thinking. That's three. I was thinking who didn't play for Colorado this year. This is a really hard quiz. This is a really hard quiz. Another right. Colorado player? He doesn't play there anymore. Oh, uh... Tyson, no. Tyson, Tyson Berry? Uh, Kerfoot. Tyson Berry is too, wait, isn't he? Alex Kerfoot? Ty- Alex wait, wait. Tyson New Yost. Ka- oh, Tyson Yost. Tyson Yost. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's not the guy that got traded to what Toronto? A, no, no, that was Tyson, Tyson Berry. Berry what a older. bad clue. Jeez. Jost. Well, he still plays for Colorado last yes. year. Okay. And this year. That was the clue, yeah. And he was never a silver pick draft pick who never showed up. Okay, I'm going to start naming some names. Yeah, please. All right. Yeah. Put us out of our misery. Matthew Kachuk, who we said. Yeah. Uh, Andy said so Line A's played the most games. Okay. More than Matthews, eh? Yeah. Matthews was hurt. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right, Kachuk right, right. played the second most. Matthews, Jacob Chikorin. Oh, okay. Clayton, I don't think we would have gotten that one. Clayton Keller. Ah, uh, uh, makes sense. Both both Arizona coyotes. draft picks. Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. I just called them coyotes. Uh, then Dubois, <laughs> Alex Debrinket. He's uh, uh, a short guy yeah, that yeah. I was looking short for. Short guy. Short guy. <laughs> for some reason, I didn't think, was he but, a first round pick? He was second round. Okay, yeah. I'll see. I, I was fixated on first round picks, but that's my, uh, my bad. Mikhail Sergachev. No, uh, okay. Then Sam Gerard. Then Tyson Yost. Jesse Piarvi, and then Jesper Bratt, who oh. I would have never oh. got. He was oh he because he's been with the he's with the Devils right and he yeah. had like a like burst onto the scene and had a great rookie season at the beginning at least yeah and so he was actually drafted in round six ah. so he was the the latest all right we'll, we'll have that, to workshop some of these uh, quizzes that, was, fun. that okay. was let's get quizzical I think we need to flip a coin though to go first because I would have had <sighs> I've got I've got some others in mind we might <laughs> not break it out every week but I've got some others in mind that okay. should be kind of fun uh, we're gonna move on now to you don't see that every day you don't see that every day Mike Smith loses but also earns a shutout how did that happen Andy well he played they were playing Winnipeg Edmonton was and they went zero zero regulation nobody scored in overtime and I went to a shootout so both goalies get credit for a shutout. But Mike Smith loses one nothing in the in the standings, but he does get the shutout. The old shootout shutout. Uh, it was a fat. It was a for a zero zero. It was one of the more wildly entertaining games I've seen yeah. all year. It was end to end. There were chances galore. I watched the condensed game, and it seemed like there were a lot of chances yep. and a lot of great saves between yep. Hellebuck and uh, and Smith. It so, was really fun to watch. Yeah, good yeah, crowd, cool stuff. Egg, yeah. Very cool stuff. Well, the crowd there is always good, you yeah. know, especially when it's like a, a Canadian rival. Like those are games that are worth tuning into because yep. they're they're fun. The crowd brings it, the players bring it, and uh, 
cool stuff there. In, but, over, in overtime, Drysdale and McDavid had a two-on-one twice on mm-hmm. almost consecutive shifts. And Drysdale had the puck, got the pass to McDavid, who fanned on the on the shot. So that's a double you don't see that every day. I don't mm. know how often you see McDavid fail to get connect, even connect on the shot. Wow. You don't see that every day within a you don't see that every day. That was <laughs> a you don't see that every day that's inception. Very meta. Very yeah. meta. Uh, okay, so that's you don't see that every day. We now move on to everyone's favorite segment. Let's, let's get quizzical. We just did it. Goalie Gear Corner! I hear the my head now. It's like... Begin Goalie Gear Corner with Jordan Bennington's mask, who is digging deep. Now, I didn't put this one in the show notes. I just want to point out that I was not the one that said we're going to talk about Jordan Bennington's mask. He's doing a tribute, however, to whom? Cujo. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tribute to Cujo. The dog or the goalie? Well, both, both. when you think okay. about it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Good, point. Good point. So uh, Curtis Joseph had an old mask with like basically a mouth opening around of the dog, yeah. of the mm-hmm. dog on his helmet uh, around the actual mask piece. And One of the classic masks of it is my, classic. my youth. Now, I, I kind of liked it, but it also is very similar to Martin Jones's, mm. who's got a shark with a similar concept. So Yeah. Although there, I think that like thing of having the animal with the open mouth around the face, like that's tale as old as time right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying like Martin Jones was originally here, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's just I just was watching the sharks like the next day. I'm like, yeah, those look pretty similar. Right. So anyway, it, it, it's cool. I like Joseph it. Wear that back when they had those weird jerseys with the big like red orange. I think he slashed. did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think he did. I think those are bad. Well, is Man, it, you loved it. Talk about that. <laughs> aren't, but aren't these? Isn't this mask supposed to be part of like the throwback? Uh, look? I think you're right. Because I think, right. I think they're going to wear those. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I I like it. I think it's a pretty cool look. And I saw that he had some new pads to go with it as well. So uh, be on the lookout Was for whenever they wear setup? those. I don't think so. I uh, think he's a pretty sure he's a Vaughn man. Oh yeah. Um, no, I'm not interested yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then my goalie gear corner uh, edition here is the two the goalie tandem in. In, uh, in Phoenix, in Arizona, I should say, uh, between Auntie Ranta and Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper has pretty much played all the games here so far because Ranta has been out injured, as is tradition. Uh, <laughs> but so they've, they've revealed now their Kachina uniforms, right, or their Kachina setups, I should say, to go with the Kachina uniforms. Auntie Ranta is wearing a very classic Brian setup, which I know you love. Yep. Yeah. My favorite. And but this specifically is the exact same setup, or at least it's a, a replica of what Sean Burke used to wear when he played for oh, uh, the nice. Coyotes. Not sure if you guys know that. That's just the pads, not the mask, though, right? Uh, no, I think it's a different mask. But okay. the funny thing is, I didn't even see that tweeted. I just looked at it and I was like, "Oh, those are Sean Burke's old pads." Uh-huh. Like I just just knew it. I just that's just what I remember from watching. Goalies. I think I like Kemper's better. Yeah, well, Kempers are a little bit more more progressive, right? Yep. They have these are a pretty classic Vaughn setup here, but with uh, more of the like the Kachina, whatever that that pattern is going yeah. down the side. I so like it. they're cool. Either way, they're very cool. Uh, I I mean, I like the pads that are made to look old, but they're actually brand new pads with like the new technology. I like that. So uh, that's this week's goalie gear corner. We now move on to another new segment, John. You are excited to uh, reveal this new segment, which is called Bad Boys. What are we, <laughs> what are we going to do in the Bad Boys segment, John? <laughs> Sounds questionable, doesn't it? So uh, we're just going to talk about Sounds like trouble. any shenanigans. Well, not shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody kind of getting into trouble. Okay. And that's gotcha. uh, this week. This week was uh, Vegas Golden Knights forward. Valentin Zykoff has been suspended for 20 games without pay for violating terms of the NHL-NHLPA Performance Enhancing Substance Program. Whoa. 
So Zykov has only played 45 games over the last two seasons. He got claimed off waivers twice last year, so he's mm-hmm. not exactly uh, something they're Top liner. yeah they're going to expect. <laughs> they're not going to miss much from him. So, uh, but it's an unfortunate circumstance. Like, do you we know what the enhanced substance was? Was it some sort of he, steroid thing? I think he claims it's over the counter. Yeah, supplements. Yeah. yeah, you know, I actually I don't appreciate know how that got it, in my body. <laughs> I actually appreciate it. He some a lot of guys will take the approach of like I didn't do this. This is ridiculous, and they'll fight it whatever um he took the approach of saying i I don't know how i tested positive right so like he's still kind of saying like i'm i'm innocent but then he adds but i recognize that what goes into my body is my responsibility and it's my fault and i accept this suspension this this punishment so and he apologizes and all that i think that's a pretty good way to handle it like pr 101 for the people out there that get suspended for performance enhancing drugs you know, even if you're not trying to to do performance enhancing drugs or use a banned substance, I think that's a pretty good way to go about it. Well, in my opinion, maybe, but is it really like because I thought higher of him after reading that? My yeah. first thought is, oh, what a cheater! And then I read that, and I'm like, oh, okay, at least he's kind of saying like he knew he was cheating. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> well, not necessarily. He's saying I didn't really realize I was cheating. It's an honest mistake, but you know, I recognize that I screwed up here, so I'm going to accept the responsibility. I'm not going to fight it. I thought that was a good way to go about it. Yeah, I I like that approach, but I just don't I don't know what the right answer is. Mm. Honestly, probably the right not, answer is to not get suspended for doing bingo. performance. Yeah, bingo. Drugs, I yeah. think that's probably the best best protocol. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the league or the the players union gives you like a pretty detailed list of what is banned and what isn't. Sure, but you know, I and think information should have been available to him. I think he's Russian, so maybe there's like a you know translation issue or something. Would you say it was lost in translation? <laughs> maybe. You know, I just saw that movie for yeah. the first time. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. What do you think yeah. he says at the end? I don't know. Is that like the big thing that people yeah. talk about? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't know. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do, move on now to uh, weekly one-timers. It would appear that Mr. Frank Vetrano of the Florida Panthers got a pretty good deal out of giving up his number 72 to Sergei Bobrovsky. John, what did, uh, what did Vetrano get out of this? So he got... A double quarter pounder. Oh, nice haul from McDonald's. I don't know. Okay. Uh, wine. Uh-huh. And then they, then he threw in a roll Rolex at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to seal the deal. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, I would have, I would have given up my number just for a cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, like they must have set this up over the summer, and then mm-hmm. you finally like paid up on it. So uh, pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. Uh, there's always talk about that, right? And like the big star comes in. Somebody has oh, a number. What's yeah. going to happen now? Because so and so arrived and he's got his number already. Like, you know, is so and so that just arrived going to play under a new number, being that it's already taken? So, one of my favorite stories is another baseball story. Somehow mm-hmm. I'm bringing out baseball stories. <laughs> mm. I forget who got traded to the Philadelphia Phillies when John Crook was there. Oh, yeah. And you remember John Crook mm-hmm. was a little yep. bit of a character. Yeah. Uh, but in interview says, oh, what, what, you know, what did he have to give you to give up the number? He's like, oh, just a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys have made money off it. Like, there's been like some money exchanging hands in some sports. Well, this guy got a Rolex, got a Rolex. which is yeah. worth yeah. quite a bit of money. So. And a quarter pounder with cheese. Our next weekly one-timer. Podcast all-star, <laughs> Scott Severin. We find a way to talk about this guy every week now. I understand it. 
But he did something. He's a plugger. He did something pretty absurd, which was that he challenged or at least accepted a challenge from Ryan Reeves to fight. And this uh, Ryan Reeves is not one to be messed with. And he, I thought he held his own pretty well. But I mean, man, as it's as it's happening, like Ryan Reeves is just hamming it up for the crowd. He's like calling him over. He's kind of pointing at his face, like here I'll give you the first shot. Like all this different stuff. He held in there. He didn't. He didn't get completely blown up. But. Man, what an absolute lunatic Scott Severin is for. <laughs> he's he's telling man. man, I'm like, grabbing his shot. He's grabbing his shot. He's signed and he's going for it. Um, man, oh, man. Talk about like doing whatever you possibly can to yep. stay in the lineup, That's right? right. Like, just fight the one, arguably the toughest guy. He's probably like <laughs> yeah. one of the only fighters left in the I know. League. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our next weekly one timer. Nico Heeshear, previously mentioned during Let's Get Quizzical, has agreed to a seven-year, $50.75 million contract with the New Jersey Devils, uh, and this has average annual value of uh, $7.25 million. So kind of like on par with what you're seeing now from yep. these kind of young stars. Well, what's, what's interesting is getting it done now and yeah. not letting it fester to the summer, which a lot of these, like we saw at least this last summer, it seemed like a lot of them went to the very – What are we talking end. about? Yeah. Ten camp, unsigned yeah. RFAs like in At September, camp, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's kind of what people saw this year and they're like, okay, let's not let it get to well, that. And Taylor Hall's contract still is out there. Yeah. So this is probably, But he's a UFA. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah, but I think if, if you know they're trying to entice him to stay, and I think you know, hey, look, we locked up one of the young stars, so mm-hmm. that that can't hurt. Agreed. Uh our next weekly one timer. Speaking of signings. Not a young player, but <laughs> Brian Boyle has signed with the Florida Panthers. Man, how about that? He just keeps finding jobs. It's amazing. I like. I mean, I like the signing. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see the terms. Uh, but can't I, be much. No, it can't be. But he is a, a little bit of a kind of a motivational guy and and kind of an energy guy and yep. Ned Fred presence guy. Like probably good if they make the playoffs too. Like he's he's gonna kind of put in some pretty key minutes um, and knows how to play at that level. So it's crazy as he played with Tampa Bay a long time too. Say, so yeah, like last year, wasn't he with them last year? Yeah. He, yeah, he's bounced around for a while now. New York for a long time, the Rangers. I think in a perfect world, Florida and Tampa Bay would become a rivalry, right? Like they're yeah. the two Florida teams and Florida could be good this year. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out if it does become a rivalry, if they meet in the playoffs. Our final weekly one-timer, Alex Galchenyuk, who has been – Rehabbing from a groin injury. And uh, Andy, before I do anything, can you just say his last name for me? Alex Galchenyuk. Oh, God. All right. Shouldn't have said it right this time. Before we were, it was like Galchenyuk or something. (laughs) One of our earlier podcasts, I said life is like a box of Galchenyuks. Oh, that's right. Never know what you're going to get. Well, in this case, that is the truth because as he's rehabbing from his groin injury, you wouldn't expect him to have a setback due to a spider bite. But that's what happened. <laughs> he had an allergic reaction to a spider bite. Yeah. Now, my question is, I wonder how much it's really going to help him to be able to shoot spider webs out of his hand. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, it, it, if anything, it's it's just going to result in more holding penalties, right? Like, if you're if you're firing spider webs at guys. Or if your hands are sticky. Yeah. Well, if they can't see that, like, whether the ref's going to call it on the web. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seems, that seems ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous, Darren. In Mighty Ducks 2, remember they called two minutes for roping, which I thought was ridiculous. Oh, but that, that might that might be applicable here. Yeah. It's kind of ropey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, think about it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, very strange story, though. Like, this guy, he can't – he's he one of those guys who yeah. can't stay healthy and can't catch a break, right? And um, So he's already coming back from injury, starting with a new team in Pittsburgh, and so you think – 
you know, they traded Kessel for him. He's got to come in and have a big impact. He gets hurt right away with a groin injury. Then he gets bitten by a spider, and of <laughs> course he does, you know. So Watch out for those spiders in Pennsylvania. Man. Yeah, Nasty. because they're apparently way more dangerous than the, the spiders Arizona. in Arizona where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah. Maybe it came with him in his, in his luggage. Uh, maybe. That wraps up this week's weekly one-timers. We close out the show, as we typically do, with games on the radar. And I wanted to give a quick follow-up to my games on the radar from last week. Remember we talked about Wisconsin Badgers against UMD Bulldogs playing a weekend series. Well, the I think they're the top-ranked or number three-ranked UMD Bulldogs. They're two-time national champions. Uh, so they got swept by my Wisconsin Badgers at the Kohl Center in Madison. Uh, that means that Wisconsin moves up to six now in the USCHO poll rankings. And that's the biggest jump because they moved 11 spots in the poll in one week that's ever happened in the 22-year history of this poll. They moved up 11 spots. Wow. How do you like that? The more you know. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like looking at Mankato because they're number two right now. Yeah. So the other the other teams in the top five, you have Denver in first place right now. As you just mentioned, Minnesota State, uh, Mankato. Massachusetts, which I didn't think they would be that good again because they lost Kale McCarr, but I guess they're still good. Uh, Cornell and then Notre Dame and then my Wisconsin Badgers at number six. So uh, so UMD drops down to eight. Uh, that's our college hockey update, apparently. We aren't really <laughs> planning on doing that whole thing. Segment? Uh, <laughs> but, John, what's your games on the radar for this coming week? So we have an outdoor game. Yeah. What? I don't know if everybody knows this. Uh, Blackhawks? I sure, I sure didn't. No, yes. It's not the Blackhawks. <laughs> oh. So this is the <laughs> Tim Hortons Heritage Classic, which oh. is essentially the Canadian um, outdoor game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in Regina this year. It's Calgary versus Winnipeg. It's on CBC and NBCSN. So if you get CBC, which Comcast subscribers do, it's on this Saturday, October 26th at 7 o'clock. Those are usually fun to just check out if you got nothing else going on or, or whatever. But um, I'm definitely going to check it out, see, see what it looks like. I weirdly like this one better than the Winter Classic. I'm not sure why. But I feel like I usually like this one better. Because Chicago's not in it. Yeah, maybe that's right. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah. fans. And I feel like for this one, you usually get colder weather. Yeah, and you usually get Eugene Melnick saying that he's going to move his team. Yeah. And, yeah it might be like cold that. in Regina. There's more shenanigans around, around <laughs> yeah. this one. It might be cold in Saskatchewan right now. Andy, what's your game on the radar? Oh, I got a huge matchup, unique matchup. You don't okay. see very. It's on NBC Sportsnet on Thursday. Uh-huh. Tell, when's the last time you saw this on NBC? Philadelphia Flyers at Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, does it get any better than that? I feel like they show <laughs> that or a similar matchup just about every week. I think those, oh. those two teams are the most they – they have the most televised games. Oh, yeah. so maybe that shouldn't be on the radar then. Well, no, but, but they don't play – they only play each other twice a year. True. So it's not yeah. like it's that well, it's common. It's got to be on TV. All right, so why did you pick this to be on your radar? Just to be annoying. I'm not going to watch it. All right. Great. You shouldn't either. Oh, jeez. Carter Hart. Carter Hart, yeah, he may play. It could be a night off. You never know. Alex Dabrinkit. We yeah, talked Alex about him. Alex yeah. short guy. Phil Strom. Maybe Strom. Kirby Doc will still be there. Ah, there you go. See, plenty of reasons to watch this. <laughs> Maybe they'll have the B team doing it, and Pierre Maguire will be doing the commentary. Hot dishes. Uh, yeah. um, my game on the radar is uh, the first rematch of the Stanley Cup final, St. Louis Blues mm. up against the Boston Bruins. That'll be uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific, and it's showing – on NBC Sportsnet, so you can watch. We were really showing for them today. Yeah, unintentionally. It's just <laughs> these are these are kind of big games, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, not so much yours. Big games in October. Yeah, nice matchups. Let's just say that they're yes. nice matchups. I like them, except for mine. Yes, 
That closes out this week's show. <laughs> we will be back next week for episode 58. Make sure to leave your review. We kind of let you off the hook this week, but it's not going to fly next week. Let me tell you. <laughs> Trouble's going to come. Because if you don't leave a review, there's We're pretty, not much, read it. pretty much nothing we can do. <laughs> <laughs> but subscribe on Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe wherever podcasts can be subscribed to. Leave those reviews. We will talk to you all next week for episode 58. Thanks, everybody. Quizzical. 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 Quizzical.